0: Glory, glory, Sacramento. Welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Scott.
1: And I'm your host, Nolan. Today, Scott, we're going to start uh, the podcast by talking about some news from around the world. Yeah, we are. Yes, we are. We are going to travel all the way across the Atlantic Ocean to the wonderful island nation of England. England? Mm. United Kingdom? It's the English Premier League. We're going to be talking about the English Premier League and its affiliates the English Championship. Yeah, they won't be in Europe any for much longer. No, either. no, they won't. They're... Actually, I haven't kept up to news on Brexit,
0: but we are not talking about Brexit. Sorry, I've, Nolan. Please I've, talk about the I've Championship. Heard it,
1: I've heard it has all the Premier League owners worried because they're going to lose money. Anyway, um, the so today in the cha- this weekend in this past weekend in the Championship, the forty fifth of forty six um, game, the forty fifth game was played of the Championship season. There's forty six in the season. Uh, between Aston Villa, who currently sit fifth in the, at the championship table, and Leeds United, who currently sit third. So it's a big game. Big, big game. Neither team is guaranteed the top two spots, which would see them automatically promoted to the Premier League, but both teams are jostling um, in the top uh, in the th- for the third through sixth position mm-hmm. in order to um, play off in order to be promoted to the Premier League.
0: Yeah, kind of like how say Sacramento might be in a playoff with oh. some other cities to get into major league soccer. Just like that. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it all comes
1: back together. It all comes, it all comes back around. Uh, anyway, so except once the, once these teams are secured in the top flight, they're only guaranteed one season and they go back down anyway. So, <laughs> but I mean, there's, there's similarity there. Um, right. So this weekend, uh, the game was at zero, zero. Mm-hmm. um, a player for Aston Villa goes down in the center of the pitch. Aston Villa players are signaling to the leads, uh, to the leads. Uh, I United. think it was, a, yeah, 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 yeah. United but United. I think it was like their their left winger, or left back who uh-huh. had the ball. Um, and they're like, "Hey, we have a man down. Kick the ball out of play." Um, like it's a professional courtesy and in, in in soccer that if if someone goes down and the ref doesn't stop the game, they look hurt, and you you just you put the ball out of play. Let the guy get attention. This is his job. This is a career. It's not. It. This is what's important. Um, you'd yeah. want the same thing done for you if you went down and were hurt. And
0: uh, yeah. Anyway. So yeah. So I, I think it's clear, it's important to clarify. This is not a rule. No. 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 There is no. no rule saying you have to kick the ball out of play. No. When a player goes down.
1: Absolutely not. It's a. It's it's a professional. Like I said, it's like a professional courtesy on the part of the players of the opposite team. Yeah. Um, and they're in good faith, putting the ball to play this guy's generally hurt which it turns out that he wasn't really
0: yeah
1: um but anyway so that's which the- is on another
0: note is so frustrating like if you're not hurt yeah don't don't take advantage like of are hurt.
1: yeah because i've seen games like i think was it alex awobi no it wasn't alex awobi it was a uh, the arsenal player when they played sporting and he broke his ankle Sp- oh gosh in the yeah. europa league yeah this year it wasn't Alex Wobie. It was another. No. Oh, oh, my God. Danny Welbick. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So the same thing happened to him. And he actually got hurt. And they put the ball out of play just so he could get attention. Yeah. Um. Because he was actually hurt. Right. He was injured. Injured. Yes. Horribly. There was like, something
0: wrong with his body. He physically. will not
1: play the rest of this season. Yes. In the beginning of next. Yes. Anyway. That is what this courtesy is for. Yeah. 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 For instances like that. Um. So, yes, it's frustrating this guy wasn't hurt. But... Um, anyway, so, but instead of kicking the ball out of play, uh, Leeds, the Leeds winger took the, b- or, uh, the Leeds left back or, or central midfielder gave the ball to the, fed the ball to the left wing, mm-hmm. who then crossed it into the middle and it was an easy tap in because, uh, Aston Villa were c- caught out of position, assuming that, y- that Leeds would put the ball out. Yeah.
0: So like this, this transition of play is like the... The center back passes to the left back, and the left back kind of turns and opens up like he's going to play the ball out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the the Aston Villa player winger next to him is kind of pointing like, "Hey, play it out, play it out." Yeah. And instead, he plays a rather long ball on the ground to the Leeds United winger, right? Who then I actually I think he dribbles, dribbles in, gets into the box, and then kind of dips his right shoulder, and then moves centrally more centrally toward the box and then scores. Okay. And yeah, so I don't, I don't think it was a cross, but then there's some, if I'm correct, there's some pushing and shoving on the field after lead score. Yeah. And then I think as a result of that, there's a red card shown. Yeah. Someone goes down. Someone goes down holding their face, a, a, a leads player. Yeah. Goes down holding his face on the ground. Oh, he hit me in the face, hit me in the face. But if you rewatch the game, yeah. if you rewatch the play, there's no contact. He just goes down. Yeah, And I think that that leads player, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's facing a two-match suspension for simulation. Yeah. So just as kind of a – as much as I we don't like – when a player goes down hurt and wants the ball played out as a professional courtesy, there's, it's, it's just as, you know, repulsive, I guess, if you want to use some creative verbiage to go down claiming that somebody's hit you in the face, they've struck you in the face so that you can potentially draw a card on them so that they can get sent off. Yeah. But there is a set up system for punishing that player who fakes and in or fakes a a facial strike right. that gets a another player Suspension. from another team suspended. But what there's, I think it's interesting that there's no there's no way to determine simulation for injury. Yeah, that that's something that kind of stood out for me. Is like, well, why is that? Why is the player that went down that's not really hurt not being penalized? Like, I I know there's no way to really get around that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. Like, there, there's no way a, a doctor can say, well, no, you're not hurting. Yeah, like if they're feeling, if somebody's feeling pain, they're feeling pain. So I don't know. It's just just an interesting,
1: interesting, yeah, kind of happenstance. Yeah, but after all the chaos, Marcelo Bielsa, who manages Leeds, he's regarded as one of the like fathers of modern of the modern style of play. He's mentored yeah. Pep Guardiola, Mauricio Pochettino, big names, Diego Simeone from Atletico Madrid. Uh, Interesting enough, he's never managed any, like, top, top teams. He's managed a couple teams in France, like Marseille, uh, Lille, uh, and I believe he's managed Athletic Bilbao, which okay. he's mentored a lot of really good defensive players, which is interesting because yeah. his style of play is very – he likes to play very exciting attacking yeah. football. Anyway, um, he essentially lets Aston Villa walk a goal in to equalize, to make up for the chaos. Yeah, in the poor form. Almost. Runners. There's like a. There's but then one, one defender, one like, guy doesn't like, oh, at the last second, listen like, like him? oh, forget this, and yeah. then like starts
0: chasing him. Yeah. But by that point, the players are already in the box, yeah. basically, and they score. The, the goalie doesn't do anything, and the ball goes in. Yeah, and it's it's late on in the game. If this is like in the, I don't know, it's like the late 80th minute, yeah. or something.
1: And I mean, at the one and on the one hand, the game doesn't really matter. Both teams are almost guaranteed they are guaranteed i think believe i believe they're mathematically guaranteed to play at the playoff spot yeah yes they are um and so now really all they're playing for is
0: well you're you're playing for a couple of things i think if you are spot number three or four you host the The second leg yeah i think because it's it's a two-legged playoff yeah um so that's some people would say that's an advantage yeah um but you know, maybe there's a matchup potential that that you like. Maybe you'd want to play the sixth seed and not the fifth seed. For... As it is, yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: As it is, these two teams would, if they both win their first playoff, they'd, round, play, each other they'd play each other Yeah. Um, and they had a crucial game that ended 3 2, going Leeds' way okay. in December. Wow. Uh, which kind of like defined Leeds' season um, because they've been filling gaps with like academy kids because players were just going down left and right which is crazy 46 games in a season that's a lot of games that's almost like basketball yeah um so just your guys aren't going to hold up for an entire season yeah um anyway so that was a big game um yeah and it was just it was just interesting that like this father of modern football made the headlines for allowing an opposition team to score went for a, a in In response for a, a call that he felt went unfairly his own way, yeah, um, it's just kind of kind of interesting. I wouldn't even say it's like heartwarming because he's it, been the same manager who admitted to spying on other teams, Derby County, who currently sit six, who leads will play in the playoff as it all stands now, yeah,
0: which was another interesting kind of,
1: but he didn't see it as something that was wrong
0: yeah he he almost said like, "Oh yeah, this is spying, but you know we." all it, managers at big clubs do this. It's kind yeah. of just understood that, you know, that training that happens the day before the game, you don't really go over anything super tactically, tactically in depth because you know that people from the other team are looking Watching at what you're near, doing. Yeah. But then he has this where, oh no, this is morally inc- just yeah. not comprehensible for the, the
1: modern game. Yeah.
0: It It does seem a little odd that this is what he chooses to, kind of rest take his stand on his yeah yeah take the stand on um it's interesting i i mean I, what would you okay well let's bring us back to sacramento real fast with the the minute or so we have left on this yeah. segment um what would you do if if simon elliott allowed a goal in a maybe not a playoff game yeah but um in an important game in an important game maybe a similar situation playoffs are secured yeah but it's to
1: determine seating okay in the playoffs how would you feel if simon elliott did that Given the, the circumstance, it was the exact same circumstance. I would feel kind of proud that we had a manager who felt that way. Um, okay. Who, who was, I don't know. It's so weird. Because
0: Because yeah. when I think about it, I'm like, why? Well, just let him... I don't know. I think about it. My first thought was, this is a, a sport where being promoted means that so much changes for these players, yeah. right? You go from being in a league where there are, like we said, thirty six, sorry, 46 games. It's The championship in England is known for being very physically tough yeah. to a league that is uh, much more on the bigger stage. If you have a good season, you can move to a bigger club. It, it literally does determine potentially the rest of your life yeah. in terms of financial security and to, to kind of rest uh, your your season to some extent on a, a moral uh, decision that doesn't necessarily – not everyone necessarily agrees with, mm-hmm. as we can see by the players on the field, it just seems odd to me. So if, if Simon Elliott was to do this for, for Sacramento, I would – I don't know if I would be happy about it. I think I would be a little frustrated because mm-hmm. we want to win games. You don't especially Sacramento, you don't throw away a win essentially this game. So this game for Leeds and Villa ended in a draw. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I would be very upset actually. Hmm. But that's just me.
1: That's football. That is football. It was interesting. And was interesting. there was
0: some interesting football being played on Saturday. There sure was. Sacramento Republic took on Phoenix
1: Rising fc scott i have wait three words okay to describe this game yes go for it it can be summed up in i told you so that's four words that's four words but go ahead and go listen to our phoenix versus sacramento preview because scott i don't want to like pat myself on the back but i'm gonna go ahead and do it we got this game almost spot on yeah so we we
0: went back and listened to our show as as we're want to do, you know, we want to see where we can improve on. And we noticed that we got pretty much everything right. Yeah. There was a couple of things that we maybe didn't get right with the lineups. Um, Wasa didn't start. That was because of a little injury he picked up in the midweek, but Bonomo did come back in. So we were right on that. He did. I am my amended lineup of having Sam Warner start instead of Bishop was right. Bishop was right. Um, the formations were pretty close: four-two-three-one, four-three-three, four-one-four-one. Those are all kind of just variations of those yeah. those formations. So we were pretty good on that. Um, style, of, play, yeah, yeah. Style of play, we were pretty pretty close on. We thought it was maybe going to be a bit more of a possession game. Turned out to be a little bit more played in inter- transition, mm-hmm. which is something that if I, we read the the post match um, interview um, that. Um, was posted on the Sacramento Bee's website, and Ray Sari said that that was a, a decision made at halftime, was to play a bit more in trans- transition going into the second half of this game, mm-hmm. and he attributed Sacramento's uh, kind of sluggish start in the second half to that, mm-hmm. that they wanted to sit back a little bit, play in transition, and he also said that that was maybe why they had fewer chances in the second half, because they did have some good chances. And I almost feel like we don't need to go through this game chronologically no. like we have with the other games. If you watch the highlights and you listen to the preview, you're, you're pretty much getting the game. Yeah. Um, if you really do like, oh, I miss this game and I love watching Phoenix and whatever, go back and watch the first half. And then you can pretty much turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there isn't good stuff in the second half, but the first half is more exciting it's a better representation, I think, of what both clubs want to do. So yeah, I I think we got this pretty pretty close to to what actually unfolded. So without going any further, the game ended nil nil. Yes. Zero zero. So very good chances from both teams. Um, Nolan, you have a note here on our on our. Uh, on our notes saying that Simon Elliott had a tactical tweak, not starting a He was actually hurt, like we said. Yeah. Um, But what that did was that brought in the midfield three pairing of, uh, Drew Skundrich, Jaime Vril Real, and then sitting a bit deeper was Ray Mm Sari, which allowed us to have a midfield three. That was a bit more defensive.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and with juice Gundrich pushing a little bit further up that, that gave us someone that was willing to press with Bonomo in in times that we needed to press Mm -hmm. um and somebody that just has a very high motor even though skundrick gets subbed off like in like the 60th minute like every game Mm -hmm. um so i think that was something that worked out well in sacramento's favor that he was willing to close down space defensively and make runs uh counter-attacking runs even in possession make runs into the box when needed and he was able to get his head on a decent cross where he probably shouldn't have been able to he kind of jumped over or around or through the defender (laughs) um but yeah nolan what did you notice from this game
1: yeah uh the big takeaway that i had was um i think it was you that mentioned the last the during the preview that if there was any game that simon elliott would divert from his uh, his managerial philosophy and the way that he sets up the Sacramento team, it would be this game against Phoenix because yeah. they have such uh, great attacking talent in Solomon Asante and Junior Flemings and uh, rating right back in Mustafa Dimboya. Um And perhaps it, you know, so we we did see a lineup that started Stefano Bonomo and Omitted Cameron Awasa. Cameron Awasa we later found out, picked up a knock in training. Had to play them in minutes. But at the same time, we start. So we started a defensive midfield three with Sorry Villarreal and Skundrich, and yeah, I think we saw that this that Simon Elliott recognized that this was going to be a tough game and tried to to. Keep them at bay for the first sixty minutes, and then go for it in the last thirty. Um, and so, yeah, that was my big takeaway.
0: Yeah, and I think the tactical tweak really was really was just that it wasn't a massive change. And we're gonna all of a sudden play a back, you know, seven, seven, yeah. and you know, we're going to play, you know, seven defenders and then four strikers with no goalie. And mm-hmm. it wasn't anything major. It was really just dropping the wingers a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. um, playing. Playing Warner, who's a little bit better of a def- defender. I didn't even see Bijev on the eighteen, though. So With maybe he maybe he was hurt too. I couldn't we couldn't find anything about that. Um, <laughs> and then using Bonomo's hold up play, which is something we've seen before, which is why we wanted to see him in the eighteen. So I don't think it was that big of a tweak. Yeah. But I think good managers know how to hold true to their. Philosophies of how the game should be played. And they also know when to kind of push that style of play in a slightly different direction when the time calls for it.
1: Hmm.
0: Now, if this was Pep Guardiola in the Champions League semifinal, <laughs> everyone would be up in arms like, oh, Simon Elliott, oh, he changed his philosophy, and look, it didn't <laughs> result in anything, and blah, blah, blah. But not the, quite the same. No, it's it was just a small tweak, and uh, mostly
1: due to injury. I don't know if he would, this lineup would have happened had Owasso been healthy.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I don't. I think Owasso probably starts, and one of Skundrick or Villarreal sits. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I think if if you really want a little bit deeper tactical analysis all you'd really have to do is listen to the preview and watch the game. Yeah. And we'll see how amazing Nolan and I are (laughs) at doing this podcast. Yes. All right. That's very true. It is very true. And something else that is very true, Sacramento Republic have another game coming up this weekend. They sure do. Las Vegas Lights FC. And I think, Nolan, on our show notes, we had us talking about the big stat of the game, but I think we should actually start with – Nolan's narratives.
1: Nolan's narratives. So this is a
0: segment where Nolan is going to talk about the interesting things surrounding the club that we are going to play or sometimes just club soccer clubs football clubs in general mm. around the league. Because narratives are Nolan, they are a big part of sport. They are. Without drama, there can be no show. No. Okay? So Nolan's narratives, what Nolan what is your narrative surrounding Las Vegas Lights FC?
1: my the narrative surrounding Las Vegas Lights uh this season is just they're kind of like that cousin that doesn't really do a whole lot with their lives but they're just fun to be around and that is Las Vegas Lights FC in a nutshell so, so they they're that
0: they're that cousin that you have that's like they go to you know some weird third division or like third rate school that yeah. is just known for like partying yeah and they end up being there for like seven years yeah. but like somehow but never having quite a really finishing fulfilling. their degree yeah but then like just loving life
1: exactly that is las vegas yeah um they, they're failures but you don't care that much no you don't you still they bring in they we looked up this or you looked up the stat and um, they're bringing in eighty five hundred to nine thousand. Uh, attendees a game which yeah. is a big number yeah. for coming out on a Saturday night in Las Vegas. Like, and I and I think that's really interesting
0: because the field that they're playing in Cashman Field in Vegas is a slightly modified baseball, baseball field. St- yeah, baseball stadium. And the team that was there before They didn't even play
1: there anymore. They
0: couldn't get more than like 4000 4500 people. Yeah. So they moved to a suburb of Vegas, <laughs> built a new stadium and changed their name. Yeah. And Las Vegas Lights is only shy of their attendance by like fourteen hundred people. Yeah, it's crazy. So they're and they're doubling their Cashman attendance totals. Yeah, they're doubling it. And the manager was basically saying in this this interview, um, like, oh, Las Vegas is a is a major sports city, and this we can support you know a minor mm. league baseball team and a second division soccer team and a women's basketball team. <laughs> And then he was no, like, that, the
1: just, "That
0: just shows that we can really support the Raiders." And I was like, "Okay, yeah. sure, buddy. You be excited about this. No one else. Go thinks. for it. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. They can. They can handle second division U.S. soccer. That I, that is clear. They can. They can handle more Them. than
0: just the the team. I think they they can handle." Uh,
1: two llamas this has
0: to be this has to be probably the most unique game day experience it is
1: they have two llamas on the field uh their wikipedia page states that the llamas have been known to like poop on the field two minutes before kickoff and the game gets delayed because they're like cleaning it off um which is just like (laughs) that's such a interesting thing to have a game delay for like sacramento it's Slow security, and in Las Vegas, it's llama crap. So. I, can, I don't know. <laughs> I can just imagine like Someone the like home players in. being on the field. Like. <laughs> yeah. Do they have names? Do the llamas uh, have names? They're here. They're here. Please tell me they have names. uh Filler, filler, filler. It is Dolly and Dotty.
0: Oh man, this is I, the worst I, I llama ever. I hope ever. they put Dolly and Dotty at the opposing team's like bench. And, yeah, and that's why they like just, just, they they poop like. Right where the oh goalie was standing or something. like Or, like, right so where the tick. players
1: are. I'd be like, I'm a professional like, soccer oh, come player. Come on, Donnie, yeah. not again! <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ridiculous. Oh. They, they do cash drops yeah. at the game. So I was like, watching a video on their YouTube channel of a this... helicopter yeah. flying in. And, like, there were 200 people on the field. And the helicopter literally just dropped stacks of $1 bills. $5,000 worth of stacks of $1 bills. Onto the field and just like let the people go for it. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and they, probably like They're like running in it's like a there's like maybe a hundred people on the field
0: and this helicopter's like twenty feet off the ground. Yeah, and
1: it's like whipping up the ones and like
0: Yeah. It's really weird. And there's like commentators. I felt so bad for them. Like the commentators they have, they have to do like three minutes of commentary on a helicopter dropping one dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: what's I mean? I, they I don't
0: it. they don't get paid enough no for their job they
1: really don't for sure no and they,
0: they do stuff like like foam parties Did you I, see didn't, I didn't i didn't i didn't find that okay so there's a video on their youtube which like they themselves are promoting this hmm. which on one hand i go mm, you got balls yeah. the other hand i go mm, nobody cares but yeah they, so it's basically just these machines that make foam and you just like run around in it and like throw it at people Weird. And I'm like, this is not a struggle. Weird. This is not a bachelor party. No. Like, this is a professional soccer game where you are actually pursuing families yeah. to come hang out and also have a professional environment. I don't know. I don't know if I, I, Honestly, I'm struggling to think of any other professional game
1: yeah.
0: or just team I can think of that goes this far into the eccentric like side of entertainment yeah than PBR. las vegas oh yeah maybe with like bulls like, yeah like the clowns and like you can mm-hmm. like i saw my friend our our friend yeah showed us a video of uh a, a not professional pbr <laughs> in like was it kentucky where were they with texas something somewhere down there <laughs> and the game was like stand in your hula hoop the long whoever stands oh, in their wow, hula hoop their goodness. longest gets like a hundred bucks. Were they actively hula hooping? Wh- no. You just stand so the hoop hoops on the ground. You yeah. did, Grant didn't show this video? No. Shout out to Grant. Oh ah, um, Grant So there's a hula hoop on the ground in the in the ring, okay? Yeah. And like there's maybe five or to ten people. Um and you the object is to stay in your hula hoop the longest <laughs> with this bull oh I mean, my it's gosh a, it's a little bull oh okay you know maybe only like a thousand pounds yeah, yeah yeah yeah, just like that's nothing running around and he this bull locks eyes on the first person he no sees way. and just flings him <laughs> like a solid like 10 feet up in the air and probably like six feet back oh my and then you just see like of the 10 people that are in the ring like eight of them just like nope and they just like run for the fences
1: <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. i want to see this in las vegas Oh, for I sure. I feel like that would go over really well. Give
0: it another, probably, like, year and a half. Yeah. That's like, coming We're to We're struggling Vegas.
1: to get people through the doors. Hulu bull riding. Yeah. Hulu bull riding. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, they're just weird. They're weird. They pay, like, so there's, like, if they win, if their players win a game by three or more goals, they get, like, like casino chips. Yeah. Or something like that. And they're partnered with a local casino. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Their jerseys are, like blindingly neon
0: oh my gosh there is it there a way no their third kit or or whatever it's like yeah it's like bright yellow yeah. or something and even their
1: home kit is like it's black is yeah. the main color but then it's just like did you
0: see the emojis no so okay so when they lift up their jersey to like celebrate it has like an emoji on the under
1: oh my goodness yeah
0: like like a crying face or something like, like
1: a like a cheesy yeah. grin yeah oh my gosh it's a weird club yeah i love it inaugural so- season Failed to qualify for the playoffs. Uh-huh. You told me something really interesting. This is more football-related about yeah. their manager last year.
0: Okay, so I haven't done a ton of research into his, like, career. Yeah. But their their manager that then that season transitioned to also technical director okay. is a Mexican, uh, former Mexican national team player, I believe. Okay. Named, nicknamed Chalice. Now, he stated about like halfway through the season that if he doesn't get the team to qualify for the playoffs, he will step down. Hmm. And I heard that and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. You're going to say that and then you're going to say, "Oh, well, this is a, you know, a two-year process or a hmm. three-year process. It's a new club and, you know, we're just trying to figure things out, right?" Yeah, yeah. Um somehow politically get his way out of that statement. Right. Sure enough, there's like two or three weeks to go in the season. Uh, Maybe maybe even, yeah, like probably like about that. And Las Vegas is mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Hmm. The next day, holds a press conference. He steps down as technical director. I was like, all right, I I actually have more respect for you now because you stayed to your word. Uh, I don't know how he didn't see that coming when he's signing 35-year-old, 36-year-old former mexican national team players who aren't playing at the highest level yeah before this so uh yeah that that was probably always gonna happen yeah. with the type of signings he was making but now they have a guy named eric winalda maybe some of our older listeners i say older older than like nolan and i like yeah. mid-20s yeah um will remember eric winalda's playing career and um his highlights for the national team um I believe when he retired from the national team, he was the highest uh, goal scorer for the United States. So Mm. it's pretty good. He was pretty good. He's pretty decent. Yeah. And uh, he is now the the manager for Vegas. He has a very decorated public history. I would recommend, rather than us trying to get into all of, all that is Eric Winalda on this episode, that, If you're interested in in Eric Winalda, he's a very interesting character. Go do some research. There's got to be some chapters of some soccer history books out there Mm -hmm. that are dedicated to Eric Winalda. But he is the manager now. He Mm. has made some decent signings, I'll say, uh, coming into this season. And things have gone a little bit better. Maybe. Hmm. So this is getting into now the big stat preview of this game.
1: Would you like to know the result of tonight's game? Oh yes, they, they were
0: are play- play- playing tonight. They played tonight. Yes. Uh, this drew- is this is Monday. Monday night,
1: yes. night after the game, which started at seven thirty, and now is now over. Playing LA Galaxy two, the game ended zero zero, another nil nil draw, shock with LA Galaxy getting a red in the 79th. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So I'm now not, that leads honestly. Then,
0: I'm not that surprised. No. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because on the face of it, if you were to look at their goal scored, they have 11 goals scored. And you go, okay. Whoa. Hey, that's a few more than Sacramento. Yeah. Wow. That's that's not, not bad. That's a lot of goals. That's a, that's a decent amount of goals. And then you do a little bit more research. Oh, you mean you like look at the stats but like go beyond the stats? Yeah. And you Whoa. like maybe watch some highlights like I did today. Whoa. Who does that? Yeah. And you see that from their 11 goals scored – Two of them were penalties. Okay, hey, Sacramento has two penalties scored. Not a big deal. That's That's exactly what I said when I talked to you about it. Now, they have four goals from open play. Uh, Okay, maybe there's some set pieces or whatever, right? Yeah. All four of those goals came against a Tacoma B team. So Mm. if you recall the game for Phoenix, we said that Phoenix, when they had a 4-0 win over um Tacoma, Tacoma. that to was qualify it. we did have to qualify it because there were essentially essentially junior high students on the field <laughs> in appropriately sized jerseys that make them look bigger and Than stronger they actually are. but they were not they were children <laughs> and Solomon Asante and company destroyed them yeah in the same way Phoenix mm. went Ooh, our chance to get a win at home they let's sorry yes Vegas went, okay, here we go, and they destroyed this Tacoma B team, 5-0. One of those goals was a penalty.
1: And the other four were from open play. The
0: other four were from open play. They're only goals from open play this season, okay? Uh Uh-huh. The other five goals that they have scored are from set pieces. Two of them from corners. Okay. Two of them from indirect free kicks that resulted in headers. And then one from a very, very long throw. This might be one of the longest throw-in <laughs> goals I've ever seen. It went from There's obviously like... the sideline to the far post. Oh my! Nobody touched it until it was footed in on the on the ground at the far he post.
1: Has, they assisted with a throw in. They assisted with a throw in. I don't know how often that happens. But I, don't, I don't think it's probably not that very often. Much,
0: yeah. So now that you, if you take out those four. Goals from open play, or just take out the Tacoma game. Yeah. As we pretty much kind of had to do with the Phoenix game, all we could really get f- from Phoenix playing Tacoma was how they ideally want to play. Right. So if you take out that Tacoma game, that's five goals of their 11. They've only scored six goals and okay. zero from open play. Huh. So I think. For Sacramento, if we're able to limit them to a minimal amount of corners and a minimal amount of free kicks, free kicks indirect free kicks, yeah. at least, we should be okay. And then just be ready that they might try something on a long throw-in. That is big stat number one. Big stat kind of number two, part two, would be that they have faced 30 shots. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not that's, you know. nah, yeah. so thirty shots on target. Let me qualify that. Thirty mm. shots on target. The keeper has had thirty opportunities to make saves. Mm. They have conceded twelve goals. Oh my. Which you think, okay, that's not that's not terrible, right? That's not Tacoma level conceding no. twenty some odd goals already this season. But when you do the math, that's a forty percent oppositional goal conversion rate.
1: So that is frequent.
0: Yeah, so two out of five shots on target are goals. That's 40%, guys. Two out of five. Kids stay in school, okay? Yeah. So what that means for Sacramento, if you can get five shots on target, which is a decent amount. They got three in the Phoenix game. They got three in the Phoenix game against a pretty well-organized defense without Cameron Awasa for 60 minutes of the game. Yeah. So if you can get five shots on target, that's resulting about in two goals yeah. so even if you can get three shots on target that's a about a that's probably about a goal mm-hmm. so for sacramento i don't think this is going to be a crazy difficult rolled game if sacramento can play their style vegas right now has like a about a 53 percent possession um stat the last couple games i've looked up it's been about 50 50 to 53 percent so if Sacramento can hold the ball a little bit, keep the ball off of—it looks like their one dangerous striker, Irvin Parva. Mm. Para, I think Sacramento should be fine. Mm. Just play their game. Don't get frazzled that it's on the road. Don't get distracted by the, the llama poop. <laughs> Not even the llamas. The llama poop. <laughs> yeah, or the the on-field DJ or the cheerleaders that they. At <laughs> yeah, the this soccer is, game. Oh my gosh! This is this literally is brilliant, actually. this is li- this. I feel like Las Vegas could actually be a sitcom. Yeah, like some Netflix original. Not even Netflix it to be a Hulu original. Yeah, and it would uh, be about the owners and how they're actually in the nightclub scene, yeah. and they wanted to bring the nightclub scene to soccer. That, it, that's what Las it's Vegas just is just not working. And mm-hmm. it's working if you're getting eight thousand people. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: Ugh. not winning games but <laughs> not winning games they're they're 0 for 4 on the road oh my 0 for 4 but Sacramento
0: plays them in Las Vegas Sa- Sacramento does play them in Vegas okay so Still. yeah so I don't think we need to project the lineup honestly don't know if it matters that much yeah I think as long as we go out confident that we're going to get a goal play like we're going to get a goal yeah possess like we want to possess. Yeah. I think Sacramento will be fine.
1: Yeah. I usually don't like to like say, I'm confident that this is going to like that we will get a result or like but I think just gen- like there's not like we've talked about this earlier. There's nothing really exciting about this Las Vegas team. No. There's really no reason Sacramento should come away with anything less than three points.
0: No. And I think if things don't go Sacramento's way, it's because there is a maybe a little bit trigger happy referee. Yeah, who sends someone off? Maybe not send someone off, but gives up a foul in a dangerous spot okay. that they that Vegas has scored on. Right. So whether that's a direct or indirect free kick, whether that's a penalty, mm. um, that's what I'm mostly concerned about. Sacramento is this season. It feels like has been fouling a bit more. Mm-hmm. So that's my biggest concern my and then my my other my other maybe slightly smaller concern is um, that they look forward to the Fresno game midweek
1: there are they have three big games coming after this game they
0: got some big games coming up and even season defining games season defining games and even after that in like two weeks they play um, El, El Paso, Paso locomotive and I, I listened to the first half of that game. Uh, El Paso versus Reno this past weekend and El Paso's not terrible. So I think Sacramento could, this could actually be a trap game Mm -hmm. for Sacramento in terms of they're looking forward to the next four or five matches thinking, okay, that's where we have to take care of business. Yeah. But three points, three points. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who you get it against as long as you get it. Yeah. You know, teams have won championships on beating the little guys and just, doing Just okay against through. the big guys. Yeah. So this is a, a little guy, quote unquote. They're second bottom on the West. Yeah. They Sacramento needs to focus on this game
1: to get three points. Yeah. They do. And while they're there, say hello to our good friend Sammy Ochoa who now plays for the Las Vegas. Now Lights. does play for Las Vegas. I really enjoyed it when he was a, a a man in red.
0: Yeah, I saw I was looking up an article today and it said Samuel Choa may be the most underrated forward in usl and i was like ah oh, that's maybe a bit of an exaggeration but, but then i kind of sat back and i thought about it i was like actually
1: he, really does, he does a lot
0: yeah he he scored i think nine or ten goals for sacramento had yeah. a couple of assists
1: but he does work oklahoma. hard
0: yeah he yeah he was at oklahoma was the only bright spot for them for a season yeah. before Juan pablo Kaffa got there he does work hard yeah. i will give him that he's not starting right now for phoenix so yeah. don't expect him to start expect him to come on as a sub yep yeah, he he, he does work hard. It'll be nice to see him. Maybe get some minutes. Yeah. Anything else that you want to add from from this week or about Las about Vegas? about Vegas?
1: Um, I would say be excited for this game. Yeah. Be ex- expect. Yeah, be excited for it. Yeah, I will say
0: that if Nolan and I were smart and we were trying to plan maybe like a bro brocation or whatever Mm. this would have been a fun weekend to go to vegas hang out get some sun watch sacramento hopefully get three points (laughs) at this nightclub of a stadium and then get back home yeah and get married get married not together (laughs) not to each other (laughs) your your fiance is going to be in las vegas my fiance is actually In Vegas currently. She'll be back on Thursday. Oh, dang. Her last little girl's trip. We
1: could could have had her like FaceTime us in. Yeah.
0: So, Nolan, I think we should take a sec to explain the next few weeks. We should take a sec to explain the next few weeks. So, we are not getting married together, although (laughs) we are in a wedding this weekend for our good friend Brad. Brad! Shout out to B.Rad. Um, And then a month after that is my wedding. Oh, my gosh. And then in between those two weddings is about 14 soccer games that we would love to talk about. Oh, my gosh. We, like we said, season-defining Season, defining season games. big season-defining games. Rivalries. Obviously, we are not going to be able to talk no. about all those games because we're also in school right now. Yes. And then there's other life things like yes. families. So yes. we are, it just so happens that at a very busy point just of nice. our year of our life, and is also at a very busy point. Yeah. yeah. So we are going to do our best to pick and choose the games that we think are most interesting. Yeah. And we're going to spend time on those games. Las Vegas, as you can tell, was a game that we thought was maybe less interesting, so we didn't spend as much time doing it. I didn't even watch a game game no. played. Yeah, we 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 thought that the narrative was actually more interesting than yeah. the, the team itself. So we're going to probably have to be selective with the games that we review and preview going forward. Yeah. So give us a little bit of grace on that. Yeah. If you have something you want to say. Get it, hit
1: us up on social media. Yes. Check out our website. Which, speaking of. Yeah. Also, a reason we're taking a step back from putting out as much podcast content is because we are working behind the scenes on getting on social media, getting a website, mm-hmm. making sure that we have everything we need to get. Yeah. Maybe uh, having on... some more
0: announcement about other avenues of stuff
1: rolling out, maybe over summer. Soon, Yeah 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 so um yeah we want to hear from you guys so we are going to our goal is to get going on the to have the website and social media out within the week yeah you can already you can already follow us on twitter and instagram the pages are up we just haven't posted anything yet because we've not we want to be able to like announce the website and announce um all that stuff yeah yeah yeah
0: so considered a soft launch considered a soft launch and just to clarify, Nolan and I are committed to getting out quality yeah. content to you, the listeners. So we would rather cover less games but in more detail mm-hmm. than try to do everything half as well as we would like to. Yeah. If you want that kind of coverage, that's already out there. There are some good written stuff out there. There's, there's another uh, Sacramento public reviewer that's on youtube mm-hmm. that gets their stuff out there pretty frequently that doesn't go as deep tactically or maybe touch on the narratives as much as we do yeah so that is already out there we think our niche our niche if you mm-hmm. will is slightly different than that yeah so we are going to focus deeper on fewer games
1: totally yeah we want to be able to get dig into the tactics get into the game analysis and and the narratives too and yeah and the narrative that's like yeah so we're, we're figuring that out um but yeah yeah but anyway that is our fourth show for whoa, whoa poor, we oh, can whoa. upload it right after we, we hit end recording we can cool so if it's tuesday
0: morning you know what nolan and i were doing last night getting, married to,
1: getting <laughs> married to each other getting married to each other all
0: right we'll end on that note It was a good show. It was. All right. As always, glory, glory, Sacramento.